Beef rap could, get, could lead to getting teeth capped or even a wreath from my dukes on some grief crap. I suggest you change your diet. It could lead to high blood pressure if you fry it or even a stroke, heart attack, heart disease. It ain't no starting back once arteries start to squeeze. Take the easier way out, phony. Until then, they know they wouldn't be taking that baloney in the bullpen. So disgusting. Pardon self as I discuss this. They talk a wealth of shit and they ain't never seen the justice. The following content is dedicated to the life and memory and legacy of the of the god MF Doom. Rest in power, champ. We love you. We miss you. Start the show. Had to, just just had to show respect to the God one time, man. You know how it is. You know what we do in this bitch. Yeah, it's good to see. Um, you know, I, I, I can appreciate how much he meant to a lot of people. I know. Yeah. I know you weren't the biggest man. I know that one. Exactly I, I, yeah, and you know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. And and that's the thing that people have to realize. Like, you don't have to necessarily. If you're not into someone, you don't have to. Go off the rails like ah, I never hated that. I never liked that nigga anyway. Correct. Like some people have been doing, man. Right. Just, you know, understand you know, understand that he means something to somebody, and 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 know that people that's are, how, are dealing with it. That's how I felt about Kobe. Kobe wasn't my nigga. Yeah. But my heart broke because it his his death broke the community's heart. Yeah. And you know it, it just because I had some issues. About Kobe and his whole brand doesn't mean that I don't recognize the effect that he had on the culture. Right, right. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And, um, shit, I gotta go back to work this week. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Oh, man. That sucks. Oh boy. I've been off for three weeks, man. It feels like I've been off forever, man. And it's it feels like, and I, I could imagine it would feel like a reset because you know you have people that have been left to their own devices to make bad choices for three straight weeks, and yeah. probably have not done any of the quarantine things necessary. Yeah, and I, I I haven't been keeping up with most of them, so I'm best believe I will be. Checking I will be in. double masked up I don't <laughs> tomorrow. Know. Oh, I get it. You know, stay all the way away from me tomorrow. Hell yeah. Don't trust none of you niggas. Uh, it is episode 121. 121. The first episode of 2021. Mm. And what we have here are shots. Coworker shots. <laughs> and you know why? Because bad decisions... Begin with shots. Bad decisions begin with shots. Let's hit it. Hold up. It was just a whole layer of alcohol on top of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I could have. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, that happened. That's that's what that that's what that felt like going off. Oh my goodness! In my taste buds, 
Because it was just a whole straight layer of just juice, alcohol. Good grief. Mm. Yeah. That was worse than the than the, the blue ones. The blue ones are the ones that usually pack the bang. Well, I left the blue ones in the fridge because I'm not here for that today. <laughs> Good. No, sir. Good. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, whew, got to reset. Got to reset after that one. Um, I guess I can open up with uh, giving out flowers while people are here. Flowers go to one Pharrell Williams. Oh, uh, the God. Uh, I was recently I was recently listening to an episode of Drink Champs, um, where he said that fronting my favorite Pharrell joint. Uh. Well, is it? Yeah, it's my favorite Pharrell joint. It was originally meant for Prince. Damn. Right? Damn. Blew your mind. Let me do it again. Blew your mind. Um, I just, I'm so, I, I, it's weird saying this is not a diss to uh, his royal badness. Um, may he rest in peace. But I'm so happy he, Pharrell kept that. Yeah, I'm very happy Pharrell kept that. Just because you write something for a legend doesn't mean that I don't think that song would be the same, and I don't think that song would be as legendary in Prince's because out just out of his whole repertoire, I don't think I don't think that one would be a top five Prince joint. That is definitely a top five Pharrell joint. Yeah, and and I'm. At first, when I when I saw the news on it, I, I thought like, man, it would have been dope if Prince would have gotten his hands on it. But then I was like, nah, that's not a that's not a Prince song. Like, no. I, I can I can hear the I can hear the Prince influence in the production, but it's it's not a Prince song. Once Prince once Prince gets on it, it doesn't sound like that. No, no, I, I, yeah, and I I realize you know there's the falsetto aspect, and yeah. you know just like uh, Beck. Did a whole album kind of in tribute to Prince. Mm. We played uh, Deborah on the, on on this podcast once, yeah, and that was kind of like his version, like his adore. It's great, and you can hear the Prince uh, uh, inspiration there, but I don't think it would be the same in Prince's hands. I agree, makes sense. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it. The I don't think it's just reverse. It, you can reverse engineer it both ways. Yeah. So I'm happy Pharrell kept that, and it just goes to show, like when you when you have enough greatness in you, and you've been kind of all around the industry, and there's some shit that just by it not falling into legendary hands ends up being legendary. <laughs> That's true. That's amazing. That's true. And having and I think part of what makes Pharrell as big as he is is having that level of discernment, um, or at least growing to have that level of discernment. I yeah. think that's amazing because I definitely would have sold that shit to Prince and let that let that flop or whatever, and get that paper and get that whole bag. Uh, he so, still got the bag anyway, and he still has a bag. Right? Actually, he probably got more of a bag because he kept the song. Agreed. Now that I think of it. Because there's a whole feature on there mm. that will be now and forever. Um, so yeah, uh, many shouts out to Pharrell Williams. Um, actually, I'll go ahead and hit him with the horns. Yeah, he is uh, to me. He is the um, 
the rightful successor to the throne of of Quincy Jones. Oh shit! I, I, I do think he is. He's the. He is the producer of the, just of this of this generation. I'm going to hit him with a bomb yeah. on that. Yeah. Rightful shit. successor to Quincy Jones. That's a that's a big statement. That's me. And that's a big statement. Somebody's head's going to come see you. And Quincy Jones is my guy too. Oh, he can come see me. I mean, can't whip my ass. Marcus Marcus Black. I well, you know, I don't know. I actually I don't know what he's what he's gonna say to that. Uh Marcus Black. Just some of the heads around here. Marcus Black, CJ, uh uh BBC. That would be the best conversation. We got oh, we've had these discussions. We have like we have to we we have to get all the heads in here and have just a hip hop head episode. I would love that. Nope. Not doing it again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no more oh, rap shit. debates. <laughs> nope, because half of them would be like, "It was J Dilla." Oh boy, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can't say anything. Though. Mm. You can't say anything. to mm-hmm. Marcus Black about Dilla. I, I'll respect. I, you know, I've, and, ne- and, I've never and, had and the debate with Marcus. So. Rightfully so. Yeah, I respect Dilla. Love yeah. Dilla. I I just know how deeply Marcus feels about Dilla. He's not for real. Uh, I know how deeply CJ feels about Dilla, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that'd be an interesting conversation. Mm -mm, Not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I I retired rap debates a long time ago. Um, So, yeah, um, Humans Ain't Shit this week, the first Humans Ain't Shit of the year. Okay. Damn, already? Yeah, man. So, originally I had down on paper... Or down on this blank document that we were going to talk because Twitter got lit up over the past week again. Some of these mm. some of these discussions make the rounds. It, it's like a yearly obligation for them to make the rounds, and we got the whole who's how does your woman's who's your woman serve at dinner first? <laughs> that you know that bullshit. <laughs> Uh, the folks, the 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 in laws get mad because they because because the the woman didn't serve you first at dinner or serve the dad or whatever serve the kids first. Man, dinner's ready. Get fix your plate. Yeah, dinner's I, ready. Fix your plate. Be mindful as other people here. Because I know my mama's household. My mom was like, "I'm I'm stepping out. Y'all fix your own plate." Once my mom, once my mama fixes fixes the food, what you do is up to you. Yeah. Uh, just get it before it's gone. That's what I say. I, I, you know, you ask, you ask the elders, y'all want something first, right? And they're like, now nah, y'all go and get in there. I'm, I'm gonna get in there. Y'all, y'all go ahead and eat. Get the. Get. And actually, y'all, the, the truthful answer is most of the time, especially if it's a family gathering, you gonna fix the kids' plates first and get them the fuck out. Get of them there. the fuck out of the way. <laughs> they gonna sit on the porch or the the kids' table or whatever. You gonna fix the kids first so they can shut up, and then you go to Big Mom and them. And then just whoever after that. But ultimately, I decided that the real answer to this is, oh, who gives a fuck? That is the most truthful answer. So, we're not going to make that the humans ain't shit this week. The humans ain't shit. (sighs) Y'all, LLC Twitter has to be stopped. (laughs) Y'all, at some (laughs) point, a line has to be drawn in the fucking sand. LLC Twitter has to be stopped. We got to come after them. 
Uh, this is especially for you LLC Twitter niggas. Oh man, gunshots. Um, y'all got to shut the fuck up. Um, the six hundred dollar stimulus is going out. Yeah, some of you have already received it. Yeah. Um, I got mine, and no time has been wasted. For the LLC niggas to show up and go, you're buying that PS5? You could be getting, you could be buying an LLC and changing your life and building wealth. And you know what? Shut the fuck up! I, you know, there was one guy, I came across one one thing on Twitter where this guy, um, I love LLC Twitter sometimes. This guy was like, well, you know, with, with your $600 stimulus, let me tell you, let me tell you how you can, how you can set yourself up for the future. First of all, nobody sets themselves up for the future. <laughs> with $600. Oh, $600. Let's get that right off the bat. Um, he was like, you take that $600, you, you, you take 150 of it and you get an LLC. Teach these devils. First of all, LLCs cost 350 not 150 but Correct. that's neither here nor there. Um, then you then what you do once you have that business established, you go to the SBA and you get a five thousand dollar SBA uh, financial package. OK, it's because it's just that easy. Um, remember, I used to work in banking and I know right. that the SBA doesn't just give you five thousand dollars. There are things like business plans and Correct. actual businesses that you have to have in place in order for that to take place. Correct. But I digress. So. Then, you know, once you get that $5,000 from the SBA, the Small Business Administration, um, then you get, um, then you go get a credit card in the name of the business. Again, not that easy because you have to have good personal credit and you have to have some type of income in order to do that. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking steps to this shit. Right. But then what you do is, what you do is you, you take that credit card, you charge 2500 and then you pay it off immediately um, with the money that you got from the SBA. And then what you have there, what you have there, what you have there, TC's Devils, is a business. And then just below that, somebody from the IRS <laughs> <laughs> replied to him and said, what you have described is textbook tax fraud. And since you're using your real name on your Twitter account, you can probably be expected to be audited within the next two years. <laughs> so, because I was just about to say, basically what he's done is committed tax fraud. It's exactly what he's done. I, and I promise. I, the last thing about this, um, my personal rule is, if, I ask, if, if I'm discussing things with somebody and they tell me that they are an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I delve further and I say, could you be more specific about what you entrepreneur? And they go, well, I'm a businessman. I usually, I usually stop the conversation. That, the, the conversation can stop right there because they don't. They they went and got this LLC, and they're they're taking speaking fees and they're getting consulting fees. Oh, they, oh, they got to get that one off. I'm a consultant. I'm a consultant. You ain't consulting. Guess what? You ain't consulting shit. But how to buy a fucking LLC? Uh-huh. Which you can find online. By going to the secretary, uh, the, the uh, secretary of state website, your state. I, I remember back in the day, people when I worked at banking, people were like, "Hey man, I will pay you to help me set up an LLC." I was like, "I'm not going to take your money. Let me send you a link to this web page where it not only shows you how to do it, 
But it, it shows you the electronic form where you can submit it electronically and you'll have your LLC the same day. I know I threw away money by doing that. But y'all, it's that easy. Don't let, don't let LLC Twitter get you fucked up. And don't, don't go out there being entrepreneurs for the sake of having that shit on your business card. Like, actually fucking do something. Y'all, y'all, don't have, y'all don't put prices up online. Y'all don't do shit. As a matter of fact, all the shit y'all supposedly trying to, uh, trying to fucking teach people and get speaking fees and all that shit for, y'all giving them the game online. Yeah. And I'm cool, though, but, you know, for real, if some of y'all do want me to show y'all how to set up a business. Yeah, I'll let you, boy. Oh, and they always got to do that shit. And when you come up with any facts mm-hmm. that actually counteract the bullshit they're saying, they always go, inbox me, bro. Yeah. Shut the fuck talk, up! Talk to me in the DMs. Shut the fuck up! Get the fuck out of here. In case, in case y'all don't know, if the sound effects sound a little different this week, and and they're a little they're a little generous. <laughs> um, I this this episode is being engineered uh, by uh, your boy Oz. Um, you know, um, I, I'm I, I got I I I'm trained in this too, so I got to get my practice in as well. Um, and I I brought some different sound effects, so it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little different in here. Yeah, that means I'll be posting my job very soon. <laughs> I, uh, my services are no longer needed for that. Um, this guy. It's all good though. Um, but yeah, I, LLC Twitter got to stop pocket watching. Because where I come from, if you really grind in the way these motherfuckers say they are, you don't have time to be condescending to people. Also, you want these people to take to um. To be clients of yours and take financial advice from you, um, you might not want to insult them. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. Wheezy. You know, uh, that would be by one. That would be from the the Honorable Dwayne Carter. <laughs> um, honorable? Uh, I would, well, maybe not honorable. But, <laughs> you know, put some money on his books if you feel like it. <laughs> put some money on his dreadlocks, man. That shit... <laughs> This that, shit looks like white people dreadlocks. That nigga ain't washed his locks in a decade. Man, this shit looks nasty. He Ugh. ain't washed his locks since the last hot album he put out, which was like Carter Three. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was doing in the last two. That explosion button feels good, don't it? Doesn't it though? Yeah. Um, song of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have a song. In the, I, was, I was too busy trying to get the sound effects lined up and all this other shit and get the <laughs> rest of the whole outline. To, I didn't really have a song in the week, but there was one song that I didn't play a couple weeks ago that I wanted to. Um, this is Neo featuring Jeremiah, who is hopefully um, uh, resting and recovering. Got the antibodies from, from his battle with COVID. Um, we wish him well. Uh, Neo featuring Jeremiah. With uh, you to love. Um, pour yourself something and get comfortable, man. We're going to have a good fucking show. It's, first, it's, the first, it's the first episode of the year. Whew. Get your shit right. Man. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. I don't want nobody else.
Niggas with similar voices uh, <laughs> collaborating. <laughs> you said it, I didn't. Shout out to niggas who sound the same collaborating instead of uh, beefing. You know, we so you know people can learn from y'all's example. Shout out to Ghostface and Action Bronson. Oh, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he man he told his ass. Ghostface told his ass a new one. Yeah. Ghost said, he, "Yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get some hands." Where's your where, where's your supreme clientele's man? Where's your Iron Man's man? You know what I'm saying? That's just two of my shits. You know what I'm saying? Where your shits at, man? Oh boy! In yeah, response, was, Action Bronson went to the gym and lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Action Bronson turned into fully articulated G.I. Joe action figure <laughs> Bronson. Um, Kung Fu Grip <laughs> Kung Fu Grip Bronson. Um, let's see. What else? What we what we got going? Oh, man. We can't go any further. Uh, not only did we lose MF Doom in the last week, um, Adolfo Quinones. Quinones. Uh, uh, Quinones. Yes. Also known as Shabadoo. Damn. From Electric Boogaloo. Known as, uh, was he Turbo or Ozone? He was Ozone. He, okay, yeah. He was Ozone. Um, Turbo was the dark dude. That was okay. Boogaloo Shrimp. Okay, yeah. Turbo, he did the broom. Yeah, Turbo did the broom. Turbo That's correct. Broom. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Shabadoo, even though he could dance his ass off, he was just, he was, his job was to mainly be light skinned and fuck the white girl. I mean,. I'm just saying I'm not dissing him I'm just saying His job was to be Light skinned And fuck the white girl I don't think That's a surprise To anyone that watched The Breaking series <laughs> Um, But uh, He passed He was I think he was in his 50s He yeah, was like He was like he was, he was way too young Entirely too young How old was Doom? Uh, Doom must have just turned 49 50. God damn he was 49. Too if, fucking young. If not right at 50, 51. I, I want to say 49, though. Super goddamn young. That don't make no fucking sense, man. Um, uh, Actually, Shabadoo, I was, and it's not a part bigger than Ozone, per se, mm-hmm. but when people always, when I think of Ozone, or when I think of Shabadoo, in my head, I always think of that one scene in Tango and Cash. He was 49, yeah. Doom. Sorry. Doom was Doom was 49? Yeah. Okay. Uh I was thinking that one scene in Tango and Cash where Kurt Russell's trying to trying to escape the the cops in the strip club. <laughs> and for some reason, Shabadoo is the one dude in the dressing room with all with, with all the strippers. And he looks over goes and he looks over and goes, Hey Elvis, what size you wear? And he's he's all in the leather jacket and shit with his uh was a little debarge curl. <laughs> and I just said immediately, I was like, that's Ozone. Ozone yeah. got all this tight shit on for. Yeah. Um, you know, cause the nineties, the early nineties was a good year for uh for the light skinned niggas until Wesley got on. Mm. Um and then the white the light skinned do sabotage Wesley's taxes. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, it was a. This was a. There was a deeper, darker criminal link on behalf of uh, the light skin coalition to bring Wesley Sipes down. That's what I'm saying. It it, it just happened to coincide with the rise of Shamar Moore. <laughs> I'm telling you what's gonna happen. One hear that for me. One of these days, I'm I'm going to start my ongoing uh my ongoing series on this podcast. Unpacking old Wesley Snipes movies to prove that these movies were uh, everything is coming around in black content to where those movies are going to end up being uh, what we what we're demanding of Hollywood now. Mm. I I definitely think that Passenger Fifty Seven had it not been floated had it not been a thing already is absolutely something that would be floated right now in the look. For diversity. That's true. Somebody out there would be like, why can't a black man do a Die Hard? Actually, Die Hard 2, because Die Hard 2 was on the plane. Somebody hit up Mahershala Ali's agent now. 
Since he's, he's just basically going to replace Wesley Snipes and everything. Facts. Facts. I would not have a problem with this. Let, let, let me find out uh, Mahershala Ali going to be Simon Phoenix fighting uh, Sylvester Stallone in Demolition Man. Mm. That's, you, that's who, what the whole movie going to sound like. Who would be the new Sylvester Stallone, though? Because Channing kid. Tatum? Channing Tatum. It'd be somebody like John Cena. So actually, you know what? You know what? For 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 to match where Stallone was in his career when Demolition Man happened, mm-hmm. it had to be Mark Wahlberg. Oh, which is even worse, really. He's like five three. Of all the white people that must be well, so stopped, is Sylvester Stallone. Now that I think about it, of yeah. all the white people that must be stopped, Mark Wahlberg is definitely one of them. Um, did you ever see? Well, he had an interview somewhere right around when nine eleven happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he said that um, that wouldn't happen, that the 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 planes crashing into the buildings would not have happened had he been on the plane. And this statement, every time I see a Mark Wahlberg movie, this sums up what Mar- what I think Mark Wahlberg thinks of himself. So whenever I see a movie that's like executive produced by Mark Wahlberg. And like starring and written and like, you know, <laughs> funded by Mark Wahlberg. This is what I think he's thinking in his head. I'm kind of confused about that. <laughs> First of all, nobody told Mark Wahlberg. Nobody had the decency to tell Mark Wahlberg that there were two planes involved in 9-11. There were three, actually. <laughs> Which means that Mark Wahlberg had to be in three places at one time. <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> Wait. Four. There were four there planes. There were four planes. I'm an idiot. Yes, there were four planes. Which means Mark Wahlberg would have had to be in four places at one time. He didn't think about that. Maybe it was him and the Funky Bunch. Man, Mark Wahlberg just... Shut the fuck up! Just the biggest shut the fuck up. Y'all gotta get your boy out of here. Get, the f- get him the... F- it's, it's time. It's time. He's had his run. You know he's gonna be in the Uncharted joint with Tom Holland... He gonna be uh, well. Tom Holland's gonna be Nathan Drake. Okay, because I was like, as long as Tom Holland's well, Nathan Drake. Uh, well, that was a that was a last minute save on Sony's part because Mark Wahlberg been trying to be Nathan Drake in this movie that's been in limbo for like the past ten years, and even then he's too goddamn old to be playing Nathan Drake. Planet of the Apes. Mark Wahlberg was too old to be playing Nathan Drake. Yeah, um, he's not a good actor, y'all. At all. At all. At all. I have been saying this for the longest time that Mark Wahlberg has just been taking people's money. Come on. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Oh, man. You know, you, you know who's a better actor than Mark, who does a better Mark Wahlberg? Andy Samberg. All Mark Wahlberg movies that are meant for Mark Wahlberg should just be played by Andy Samberg. He does the best Mark Wahlberg I've ever seen in my life. Say hello to your mother. Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> um... What else is going on? Um, oh, it's time for Drake Watch. Mm. We haven't done a Drake Watch in a long time. Drake Watch is our recurring segment dedicated to what Six God is doing, who Six God is doing it with, and whether or not there will be coded messages to Rihanna in it. Um, I was looking for a good sound effect for Drake Watch. <laughs> I just, it just, I, I don't know. I, I gotta find one of his little rants. You should. We did it's it. right there. No, it's right there for you, baby. <laughs> It's right there. You you just didn't stand it out the sky. Uh, I'm not the, I'm not good enough with the MP3 cutter yet. So we'll we'll, we'll work on that. I got you. Um, so 
I never, I, I, it never makes me happy to report on something that Charlemagne the God said. Uh, but it did get a conversation started, and we should go ahead and report on it very quickly. Um, uh, I guess he was talking about the 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 coming of his album, which is supposed to be coming out this this month, uh, Certified Lover Boy. And Charlemagne was questioning whether or not we are outside of the era of Drake. Yeah. Whether the era of Drake is over. <clears throat> not that Drake's career is over per se, but for a long time we were in we were in the time of Drake. Drake was having a good run. I think he's still having a good run. because uh, his, I mean, his his flops his flops have, have hit. I mean if you if you look at just even the reception of um What's the name of the song we just fucking with? Um, uh, laugh, laugh now, cry, cry later. I mean, just that song alone. It 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 came out with no announcement, and it it took off. And it took off. And it hit. It's, and the thing is, especially now that we are in kind of a content starved state. Exactly. Because not a lot of music come out. He's, you know, I mean, there was stuff that came out last year, and and you know, especially towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, you know Eminem sneaked sneaked out an album. Uh, Eminem snuck out an album that apparently was meh. Yeah, it was definitely meh. He still okay. he's still mad about two albums ago, but <laughs> I think Drake Drake is one of those Drake is like the tenet of music oh, right shit. now. Drake, <laughs> shit, Drake is going to be the one that, that tries to bring people back into the fold, <laughs> bring, bring people back to the shit. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, um, he he's not going to HBO Max. Uh, he's not going to. Yeah, HBO Max. It. I don't that think. shit was available. You know that tenant shit was available on digital, and I passed. It was. Just, I'm not paying. I'm not paying twenty bucks for what I've heard about tenant. Yeah, if I, you know, if I'm paying twenty dollars, I'm going to leave the house and sit down and spend another twenty dollars on some overpriced. I was going to say if I if I spend twenty dollars at the movies is because there's a high likelihood I'm getting some pussy. Um, let me just say, um, but. Charlemagne's thing was that whether or not he was like I don't know that Drake has like like nowadays when somebody has done all that an artist of Drake's caliber has done when they drop some new shit they're taking it to another gear and he was like I don't know if Drake has another gear here's the thing when you're as big as Drake you don't need another gear that's very true you don't need another gear because it's gonna because the shit's gonna pop and it's gonna hit no matter what baby baby it's gonna go no matter what. If if Rihanna, who I don't think is putting her album out this year, um, if she decides to put out an album, if she decides to put out an album two years from now, she's making more money off of Fenty than and it's good music exactly. Do. No, I mean I'm not, and you know, and people gotta chill out with her because she finally said on somebody's comment and was like, "Y'all gotta shut the fuck up with this uh, album shit." Yeah. That's why I, re- I, I deep down I think this is why she's not restocking the men shit because we won't because <laughs> it's the dudes that won't shut the fuck up about it. It's the, it's the dudes that won't shut the fuck up about it. The so, big dudes won't shut the fuck up. Man, look and don't get me wrong, I'm one of them. I'm mad in the motherfucker. You teased us. You teased us. You put the you put the big nigga shit out just long enough for me to get a good onesie in. <laughs> yeah, I said it. And, and and then you left us hanging. You got a onesie? I do. All right. I do. Yeah. It's a nice little it's a, it's a nice little onesie. Let me just say 
I think I've said it on this program before. Onesies are wonderful. Until oh, you, until is that the one? That, is that the one that, that that you that you that you wear in the in the in the Friday night reset? That's correct. Okay. Anytime you see me getting drunk on in my Insta stories on Friday night, I probably got the onesie on. <laughs> um, because I like to be I like to be luxurious on Friday nights. Um, if she would put out the little pajama set, I'd rock that shit too. How am I ever gonna be a big nigga brand ambassador for Rihanna's shit if she don't restock the shit so I can cop it? Makes sense. Trying to get my numbers up. I'm trying to get this shit so I can get my numbers up on OnlyFans. Um, I don't really have an OnlyFans. Oh, thank you. So I can get the numbers up so I can get so I can be a Fenty big nigga savage ambassador. God damn it. Y'all let every other like little fake spinoff IG model get on the city that they're brand ambassadors. Look, How the fuck y'all let Donna from Black Ink be a uh, uh, be an underwear model when she don't even wear drawers most of the time. Just because you placed an order for for, for some Fenty And got that shit in And now you're wearing it on the gram Does not mean that you're a brand ambassador That It doesn't It, it means that you have some credit card payments to make now This is correct it Means you gotta pay down some shit Gonna put your booking info up there and shit Brand um, ambassador Bitch you got a receipt <laughs> If you got a receipt you're not an ambassador You're a customer Baby <laughs> <laughs> You're right it does work <laughs> It does work we gotta get that Um but but yeah, like I feel like if Rihanna dropped an album two years from now, three mm-hmm. years from now, that shit would still hit. Yeah. She doesn't need a new gear. She could put out anti part two and the shit would still go. Yeah. Drake doesn't need another gear to be in. Having said that, Drake gotta stop letting these little twenty two year old girls uh cut his hair. Cause, Cause, y'all bored and on quarantine. What? What is that? <laughs> that was that was me. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. We all got new gadgets in here. Won't we're in there do it fucking, again. We're all in there fucking around. Um, let me just say, um, Drake gotta let this stop letting these little girls in his hair. Uh, like that's cute. Mm-hmm. They, they flat iron his hair. And like cut a little star in the side of his head, so he looks like a little, so he looks like a little light skinned Lisa Frank poster. Who did it? That's what I want to know. Who did it? Probably that baby mom. That baby mom. Like, that baby mom can't be older than twenty five. I was like, whoever it was, it was someone that he was trying to smash. Uh, I mean, obviously, because that's the only time you let a chick do obviously. Hair. I I ain't letting Jada Fire do that to my hair. Well, uh, that's not true. I would say, what if Weezy wanted? Yes, yes, yes. Weezy could do things <laughs> to my hair. If we ever see Oz on here with a with a blowout, you know what the fuck happened? Yeah, I, I took one for the team. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dap you up and be like, congratulations. <laughs> that means I came in with the L. I don't I don't I don't want the, I don't want the, the details. <laughs> just know that Oz got the W. It That's had to have been worth it. Um, so uh, what else is going on? Oh, Ayala Van Zant is quitting. Fix my life. Is somebody somebody gonna fix her life? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> basically she said that she's tired of the negative energy. That's what our whole show is based around. Okay. But you have to understand where her show is gone. And this is the crux of it. What it started out to to kind of be is not what it has continued to be. Cause, you know, I believe it started out on own, which own is some bougie shit. 
Well, it's Oprah. Yeah, yeah. Only well, I, I think well, Oprah sold it. I think it's it's still Oprah. It's still Oprah. Like right, the audience is still Oprah's audience. Yeah. It's some bougie shit. It might as well be the LLC Twitter network. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um. No, that's the Proverbs twenty one woman Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. So eat, pray, love. Um, basically, um, she says, she says that she's tired of the negative energy, but you have to understand from that what fix my life has become. It was, it very much had good intentions. It was well-intentioned. The problem is it became part of the celebrity rollout. Everything goes bad when the influencers and the celebrities get their claws in the shit. Like, and, and Evelyn Lozada was pretty much one of the, like, like, Forerunners of the rebrand rollout through Ayala Van Zant. Mm. Um, basically, you go on there. People want to. Uh, you let people see you crying and see you be vulnerable, and you talk about how um, your your daddy used to beat you in the Dominican Republic while you walk twenty miles to school barefoot and with broken glass in your toe, and. Uh, Ayala Van Zandt tries her best to get through to you. She may, she may not. That's irrelevant. That'll get to you after a while, especially since is she really a therapist? I don't know what. The, I don't think. I never think any of these people are therapists. Let me go to Google. I would be. I would be shocked if she had a PhD in anything but talking shit. Um, but it's part of the rollout. I completely misspelled her name. It's easy to misspell. She is an inspirational speaker, lawyer. A new thought spiritual teacher. That's author, all that LLC shit. Life coach and television personality. Consultant. All that is some, all that is what we just got through talking about, some LLC Twitter shit. Don't none of that say that she's certified in anything. Does it even say she went to college? It it, it does. Um, Let me find to, out she went to Everest. She went to Medgar Evers College and Virginia Union University. Okay, fair she enough. has a Juris Doctor degree from the City University of New York School. Okay. Oh, CUNY and a Master's from University of Santa Monica. Oh, fair enough for the study of study and practice of spiritual psychology. She is an ordained New Thought minister. A new, th- okay, and okay. most importantly, most importantly, okay, yeah. She's an honorary member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, hi, well, okay, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That ain't my business. I'm not gonna get caught out here uh, uh, dragging one of these one of these sororities. And don't uh, the fraternities? Fuck them. You don't want to fuck with the black women though. The fraternities. I'll 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 talk about a Kappa in a heartbeat. I ain't talking about the the ski wees. Leave that alone. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry. <laughs> Baby. Baby. Um so my thing with this is I'm sure she's sick of it because it's become disingenuous and it's become a part of the rollout. It's a part of the new it's a part of the new thing where it's a part of your rebrand and you're just you just want to be seen doing the work and it's super clout chasey. Evelyn Lazada uh, Hazel Lee from Love and Hip Hop, DMX, um, and most lately, I'm sure she got sick of it fucking with uh, Keisha Cole's crazy ass family. She took a half, I took a whole one to slow down. 
baby. baby. <laughs> I mean, but the, the thing is, I I appreciate again if if that show has been helpful to people in some capacity, I can appreciate that. Uh, to me, it comes across as exploitative, if that is how yeah. you pronounce that word. That's how I feel. Okay, I agree. Um, it, it's it's you know you're exploiting people. It, it, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna hate the hustle. It's it's entertaining. It's entertaining watching people more famous than you struggle more than you go do. through some shit. You know that's that's part of the the appeal of reality television is that famous people have to wipe their ass too. <laughs> With that said, <laughs> that is. <laughs> That's some real wisdom, actually. I'm write that down. Yeah, I like that. Um, but in reality, but if she got to get herself together, good for her. If I know if I'm having some like really deep seated, deep rooted issues, and I literally wanted someone to fix my life, I would not go on a show called Fix My Life. <laughs> no, it, it that's just me. No, that's a, that's too easy. That's too easy a setup. Um, but yeah, if this is what she needs to get herself together. Um, good for her. And I actually, this taps into, and I don't want to spend too much time on this. This actually taps into something that has frustrated me about where we are as a culture with therapy at this point. Um, I have always felt like therapy is the new bougie black shit. Um, you know, and for those of you that are new listeners, welcome and thank you, our new listeners, by the way. Um, I've always... When I call something bougie black shit, what I mean is it's something commonly, not every time, but commonly something that white people didn't previously have, that black people didn't previously have access to, that white people have always had access to, that black people have access to now and don't know how to fucking act with it. Um, Examples would be um, apple cider vinegar, sea moss, um... Car insurance, Tulum, Tulum. <laughs> <laughs> you know we have to. You know we have to have. Really, I really can't believe that niggas got so bored during the pandemic. Regular checkups. They just ran up and like colonized Tulum. <laughs> we had to take something back. Y'all destroyed that shit. <laughs> this was for the Mayans. <laughs> I, you know what? Latin people need to take back zero. Americans have fucked up their shit so bad. Especially during this pandemic, take some real shit back. Take back the number zero. See how we function. Did they? Did they have it to begin with? They will project. They, the, the, I think it was the Mayans that invented zero. I never knew that. I think so. I know if white people the, didn't. I know white people. White didn't. people did not. <laughs> if that is the case, if that if somebody check my history, I don't know if that's really true or not. I'm pretty drunk. If that's the case or not, if that's the case. They need to project mayhem this bitch. Like, you know, Fight Club, them white people wanted to set wanted to ruin credit and set everybody back to zero. Imagine if Latin people took back zero. Chaos, nigga. The first recorded zero appeared in Mesopotamia around 3 BC. Ah. The Mayans invented it independently circa 4 AD. So the Mayans came up with it on their own. About seven years later. Okay. Um, Mesopotamia, Mayans, we were right. So white, the Mes- white people did not invent it. I was say, the Mesopotamians made a hotline. The Mayans made a hot song. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Um. So, going back to bougie black shit, 
Therapy is obviously bougie black shit. But necessary for a lot of people. Necessary for a lot of people. Bougie black shit for the way we use it. And I think Correct. and I think in the in the era of the way that Charlemagne uses it. The way that Charlemagne <laughs> shit. I think in the I I and I think this is a problem. And it's not just the black community, but we we definitely vocalize it the most. Um in the age of things being created not for facility purposes, but for convenience. Yeah. I feel like people have started using um, therapy to offset, to actually kind of offload their people's actual need to have compassion towards others. Because nowadays, anytime yeah. somebody on online says that they're going through some shit, or somebody try somebody tries to appeal for a little bit of sympathy, everybody just jumps in their ass and tells them to go get therapy because you don't want to hear it, and because it's emotional labor or whatever. I, man, I hate y'all on these words. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck y'all are talking about anymore. <laughs> Shadow work and fucking emotional labor. Oh my god, being some being interacting with other human beings. And part of the human condition is that things are going to have emotional labor and you're going to have to have sympathy and empathy with other human beings to relate and get by. So when you say go get therapy, just tell people you don't give a fuck about their feelings and to, and that you want them to fuck off. Because that's what you mean. And I think it's... It, I, I talked to a friend of mine who is uh, an occasional listener of this podcast who um, who said that, especially during the pandemic, there have been a lot of instances where she's had people come into her uh, office that were going through some, that sure, were going through some shit with their partner, but things would have been made a lot better had their partner just shown a little compassion and a little empathy. Yeah. And made them feel like they were being heard. And that's how I feel. I feel like a lot of the shit that people feel like they need therapy for is just because they don't have, it's just uh, because everybody thinks everything is toxic now. People feel like they don't have to listen to it and they can just go get therapy and it's not my problem and that's emotional labor on my part and all that bullshit. And we're just making, it's like we're just making things harder on the mental health sector of the health of the health industry. It's true. And we're just giving them a lot of shit that we just can't be bothered to do for each other as part of the human condition. Oh, I mean, so I feel like Ayala Van Zandt is an example of that. When I, when I tell people to go, th- go to therapy, um, I use it in the sense of, quite honestly, and I'm honest. I don't, I don't know what to do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, please seek the guidance of someone who, who specializes in that. If 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 that is something that you need, but the fact that you heard them out, yeah, and you you heard their problem and you processed it and you gave an honest answer of I don't, I I I don't have the the capacity or the experience to know what to do with that. Yeah. That's honest. And I feel like we're not honest enough um, in those regards. Um, I spent a little more time on Ayala Van Zant than I wanted to. Uh, but I, I think that's an important thing that we need to consider going into 2021 is that um, 
the existence of therapy does not absolve you uh, from basic empathy and compassion at all. I think that's the moral of the story. Or you're going to get more people in the in the mental health profession running for the fucking hills. Um, that said, going on to what's next, um, Master P is trying to buy Reebok. Mm. It's just like Bill Cosby trying to buy um, NBC. <laughs> no. Um, uh, Reebok, Reebok's parent company, this is according to Billboard, uh, Reebok's parent company, Adidas, is looking to sell the sports brand, and Master P is in talks to buy. According to Forbes, Reebok's difficulty in connecting with today's trendsetters will hopefully change if the rapper and former NBA star Baron Davis team up to acquire the company, which could sell for about $2.4 billion. I think Reebok is being mm. undervalued. I left Nike as a 22-year-old kid representing myself and made the jump to Reebok, which took a chance on me as a creative and as an athlete. I want the people to know, I want the people I know, I want the people I know, athletes, oh, athletes, influencers, designers, celebs, that was worded weird, uh, to sit at the table with me, Davis told the publication. Mm. Um, As we focus on turning Reebok into a lifestyle brand, not just a basketball brand, our most important initiative will be to put money back into the community that built this company, Master P Mirrored. Okay, I think this is a great idea. Um, I think this is a thing that black people should be the black people that have the means should be doing more often is taking these brands that have been kind of neglected by their white counterparts and are just kind of selling off of the name. Yeah. Uh, I think we should just be taking those, buying them out and repurposing them and showing what the if you really want to talk about show, showing people what the black dollar could do i think that's that's the trick if you really want to take something that you have not appreciated let's go ahead and you go ahead and name your price we'll go ahead and buy that shit and we'll go ahead and uh quadruple our profit i agree if you really if you really want to do that just like you know, just like Nip, uh, Nip was concerned about, you know, buying out those old, uh, buying out those blocks. Uh, like how Rick Ross was concerned with buying out wing stops. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Rick Ross has made some serious investments too. This is true. I'm off. I'm off topic. Sorry. No, no, that's true. That's true too. Um, Name one dope Rick Ross verse. Go. Verse. <laughs> oh, I got nothing. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so I I think I think that's something we could be doing. Hell, let's go get MySpace. Let's go get MySpace. Justin Timberlake ain't using it. Neither is anybody else. Neither is anybody else. Yeah, I think we could turn that into some shit. We could turn it into a fucking party. We don't need any more parties right now. <laughs> Let's just hold off on any parties right now. Just I was going to say, we, I think we've done enough. That's that's why Clubhouse is there. <laughs> so we'll get to Clubhouse later. Um, oh, here's an update. So Ohio State had over a dozen students, student athletes that caught COVID. Mm-hmm. 30% of them have irreparable heart damage. Good. Grief. As a result of uh, COVID, y'all, that what, sucks. What the fuck? When 
When is somebody going to say stop? Why the fuck do we need college football during a pandemic? Because you're not giving them. Because you're not giving them kids. You barely giving them kids the means to eat. You're not paying them. The university is making tons of money off of them that you're not willing to break the students off for, off for at all. So you're not giving them the means to be healthy and to be safe and to protect themselves um, while on campus. So what the fuck are you doing? Why, why, why do we need to have college football? The NFL has proven that they're dicks and they don't really care about public health and safety. We know that. Y'all got college kids for Christ's sake. I don't understand what it's going to take for white people to realize that everything ain't got a motherfucking reopen at the same time. That doesn't make any damn sense. Irreparable heart damage. And that should be a lesson to all you genius motherfuckers out there. If you have somebody in your life that is still saying, oh, but the recovery rate, but the recovery rate is so high. Oh, I, I'm not worried about COVID because I'll probably get it and recover. The recover. Please do the, do, the, do the community a favor. Roll up a newspaper and hit them on the fucking nose. This recovery rate shit. Cause all the cause half the people that are telling you that they recovered are on five different medications from some shit that they got now that they didn't have before COVID. Yeah, a friend of mine who um she caught it way back in March, um from her boss at work, um, after he had gone out and party <laughs> that weekend. Oh shit. And brought it back into work. Um and she recovered. I'm sorry, she recovered from the initial onset of it, but in the nine months or so since, she's still been having headaches and, and bouts of fatigue um, that she did not have before. Uh, and in her case, uh, she's always taken the precautions that she needs to, but her boss, who's one of those dudes that needs to be, you know, see and be seen, went out for a party. And this was like right, this was right before they started really shutting shit down here. Right. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go out and have one last hurrah. And he brought the hurrah back to the office and got I her. I bet he and, motherfucking did. And like two or three other people sick too. That don't make any like. Yeah, I'm always. I know I'm always judging people for making these whack ass decisions, bro. But like, and, and this is off. This it's off topic from Ohio State in particular, which sports need to just like unless you can do it. We said this before. Unless you can do it as good as the NBA. Just shut the fuck down. Just stop. Definitely a contact sport like fucking football. The Rockets had to postpone a whole... They had to postpone the first game of the season just because of the possibility that somebody could have got it. Oh, you mean because they found out Harden was at the fucking strip club instead of at practice? No, it wasn't him. It was it was some other ones who had gone to get haircuts. And they were in proximity <sighs> of someone that got a haircut. Still, same, same concept, though. Y'all, I got an afro. It's not that bad. Um, I got an afro over the past nine months. It's not that bad. I, I I do need to cut some of the ends and shit. Um, but it's not that bad, y'all. Just it, it's hair. It's hair. It's when, hair. Once you get past a certain point, it doesn't really matter. It either. doesn't matter at all. 
I'm fine with waking up in the morning looking like Wolverine. For a lot of you, for a lot of you folks out there, especially the fellas who who feel like you need to look good for somebody, you got like a pass right now. You do to look like to look like well, not shit, but you got a pass to look scruffy. It's true, you know. That, that it's for some people, it's a it's a it's a mark of responsibility. It's true. We'll say that. I'll go with that. If you see a nigga whose lineup has grown all the way in. That means he's doing that means he's doing the community a service. If this nigga looks like I am Groot. It's true. It means that nigga's doing the community a fucking service. It means he's been staying home. It means he's been staying his ass at the house. That means you got you got a nigga that you know ain't got COVID. Been doing his Bible studies and all that. <laughs> Boy got that biblical season going on. <laughs> Shit. Um but yeah, man, we 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 really have to draw a line in the fucking sand. That's one of the things I want. I want us to stop being so polite about COVID in 2021. Shit, how less polite can we be about it? I mean, how I mean, we are. This is Houston. First of all, we we have we started out not being polite about it because this is Houston's most savage podcast. But I think as a community, there's always those people who go, "Oh, I don't want to be in another person's business, and that's none of my business." Guess what? It's everybody's fucking business. It's everybody's business. And until we get the mindset in that, yes, individualism is cool, but at some point, self-preservation matters, especially when you're putting other people at risk and you would, you would hate yourself if, if, if they, if they found out they had a way to directly, Trace someone's death COVID death Straight back to you That would suck All this shit would get straightened out real quick Everybody Oh it's judgy I don't want to judge anybody No you need to judge people that are killing other people Gunshots I said it Now I'll say it again We need to be judging people that That are That are Intentionally Risking people's lives To go out and fucking smoke hookah and destroy Tulum. I'm just, I'm just saying. At some point, when do we start being stop being worried about being polite and start really just being honest about com- about common decency and respect for other people? I don't understand. Um. Uh. But yeah, what else is going on, man? Um. Ray Fisher. Uh. We 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 were following that shit. Um. Joss Whedon, we were reporting on this some weeks ago. Joss Whedon got, um, apparently he was insulting or condescending or maybe even somewhat racist on the set of the reshoots to Justice League. And Ray Fisher had lodged formal complaints um, that ended up being backed by uh, Kiersey Clemens, who who's also on the set, Jason Momoa, and now Gal Gadot of all people. I didn't think she was going to stand up for anybody. Um, her being such a terrible person in real life. Maybe she thought he was Israeli. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. He put the camera on us. <laughs> no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> um, but um, so now it turns out uh, Ray Fisher refuses to work with one of the uh, high up exec producers, uh, Walter Hamada. Uh, at Warner Brothers, who is who Justice League is kind of his baby, mm-hmm. which effectively means that uh, Ray Fisher won't be doing Cyborg. 
Yeah, I, I this will be his last outing as Cyborg. Yeah, I think he, I think that was pretty much understood once he said he was filing a complaint against Josh Whedon. Uh, yeah, and we kind of hoped that wasn't going to be the case, but we know how these things go. And I, after seeing Wonder Woman eighty four, um, not being part of the DC extended universe is not all that bad, right? He might have saved himself. Yeah. He might have saved himself. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. They, um, they got another cyborg and Doom Patrol or some shit. Yeah, I, I, and, and you know, not to not to shortchange what happened to him, but sometimes these things are a saving grace. Yeah, not terribly often, but sometimes it's a saving grace. And uh, I don't know how desperate he was to be a part of a movie that, let's be honest, reshoots my ass. No level of reshoots. No level of Deleted scenes can unmake the train wreck that was Justice League. That shit's in the low forties on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. Good grief! Um, and I think Wonder Woman has just joined it. Actually, um, well, she was hovering at around the sixty six. Yeah, for a man. While. I I think they're I I think they're all in the same gang together now. Uh, Suicide Squad too. Um. So yeah, I. This might be a saving grace and go on to get him some better work. And there and there are more black creators that are not adjacent to those studios and not beholden to those studios that I I suspect will be happy to hire him. I hope. Mm. Um uh we'll see what else do I have on the list. Oh. Uh we need to stop so actually this is just for the rappers. We need to stop engaging with Takashi 69. You no, well, not us. You, you people, do. People still doing that. The rappers are. I forgot who it was lately. I don't know. It was one of these. It, it was one of these young niggas. And I, I, I don't even want to bother looking up who it was. They went, they went back and forth about uh, Takashi's. Um, I don't know YouTube hits or whatever. Because I don't think he's putting out an album right now. Um, and he was comparing his album sales to Takashi's YouTube hits. I don't even know how the fuck that works. Um, but all to say, we need to stop engaging with Takashi 69. Genuinely. Seriously. We need to stop engaging with him. Um, the culture has already kind of tried to put him out of sight, out of mind. I was so, going to say, going back to what Charlemagne was trying to say about Drake, uh, Takashi has definitely outlived. His shit. His little era. He had a he had a good rise and fall in a year. And once he snitched and still ended up being alive, um I think that mark yeah, that mark that that just that just kinda settled it. And and for me, I kind of feel like there are yeah, I'm always talking about how rappers shouldn't be really um controlling the direction of the culture. They should be listening to the culture. The culture has effectively stopped fucking with Takashi. Yeah, they have. Um, maybe I mean maybe the kids will jam his shit, and maybe the kids might might give him a YouTube listen every now and then. But it, he's not. He's not. He. The only reason he's ever going to be a point of conversation is when other rappers make him a conversation. Boozy eventually shut the fuck up about Takashi. I mean, he felt very. He he felt very seriously about that. But Boosie also he he needed to make room for other dumb shit to do. That's true too. That yeah, he, he, I I think he had a, he his storage capacity was getting a little full. 
He had to clear some old dumb shit out of his out of his situation. Clear his cookies. Clear his cookies. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um but, but <laughs> God damn. Got him. Um but the fact that the rap, the other rappers keep making him a thing, and I understand it's this whole code of street shit. But we don't give a fuck. The average listener doesn't give a fuck about the code of streets. We only care about because y'all seem to care about it so much, and y'all ain't really that married to it yourselves. Because y'all telling on, because y'all telling on people in your raps. Mm. Mm. Um, my only so my thing is, I wish y'all would stop make the rappers would stop making Takashi a thing, please. Um, unless unless y'all gonna go see that motherfucker. If you feel that strongly about him snitching, then go see him. That's not going to happen. But none of y'all are going to do that. So shut the fuck up. Just relax, because we're tired of hearing it. And if you really want, if you really want to be guided by the culture, the culture's done with him. That's it. Just leave him the fuck alone. And he's like that class clown where the teacher tells you if you ignore him. He'll stop. And none of y'all want to stop. He literally looks like a clown. Literally. I mean, a, a, a destitute clown that does not have conditioner of any kind. <laughs> but a clown nonetheless. So, yeah, get your shit together. Quit feeding the troll. Um, I think that's a decent place to go ahead and take a break all right we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery uh you're listening to opinions while black sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting pour up and we are back we are black we are opinionated I'm definitely feeling the sauce. You were right when you said that it, it doesn't take much. <laughs> that, that creek, boy, that creek. I, I went a little bit over not much. And it's, <laughs> it's hitting. You got, and I was say you got to you, you got to shake it up a little. You yeah. got to swirl it around a little. I was got, like, damn, my ice already melted. Got to get some of that whiskey to the bottom. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it is time for white people must be stopped. <laughs> oh, look at uh, let's see. I guess I, I guess the most of white people must be stopped this week. The stimulus thing. <laughs> I wrote it down on the on my list as the people versus Mitch McConnell. That turtle. That's mother. So <sighs> there's so many things to compare. So um, Mitch McConnell, um, uh, ex Wind in the Willows character. Um, <laughs> Miss McConnell has put the brakes on the stimulus increase from $600 to $2,000. And it's, it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a wild thing because Trump was the one who, when they passed the stim, when they passed the original $600 stimulus, Trump was the one who put the brakes on it. I love that Euphonic hit us up. He texted us. He was like, I got a listener letter for you. Where were you? When 
when uh, Trump put the brakes on the stimulus on Christmas Eve. Um, I think he tried to do that to buy sympathy for this reelection bullshit that he's trying to do. But that's just that's just me. I think the, I I think he thinks they're going to give him a, a shorter sentence. I got a short sentence for him. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, uh, so Trump put the brakes on it and and uh, suggested a two thousand uh, increase from six thousand, uh, some six hundred to two thousand dollars, and the Democrats called his bluff and said, "Let's run it, let's vote on it, let's, let's go." Let, and the House passed it, and the Senate, it was more or less dead on arrival. Um. And uh, the second time, and the second time the Democrats wanted to run it, uh, Mitch went on and stated right away that it wasn't even going to hit the Senate floor. Yeah, it's like when you try to run that credit card. When you when you run it to Target the first time, like we need a new card. I would say you don't have another one. Yeah, no, nah, just I, now nah, my deposit just came in it, today. It, just it, it's not even going to take it. it you just can we just get another form of payment? Uh can you, can you leave my basket right here? I'll be right back. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and then you drive away. <laughs> I'll say, ain't nobody going to see your ass anymore. <laughs> um, and so Mitch McConnell's thing, and he, he gave a couple of fucked up excuses. One of them was like, one of them was like, he was, uh, uh, there are going to be a whole bunch of people who don't need $2,000. Um, the whole bunch of people that don't need $2,000, as far as I'm concerned, are all on Capitol Hill. That's what I'm saying. They all... <laughs> It's all you motherfuckers. And it's it's very tone deaf. And there are other countries that are just handing out fucking money. Here's why that's monthly. a bullshit excuse. That sounds like some shit a kid would say. The same people that don't need $2,000 also don't need $600. What kind of sense does that even make? That Exactly. That's then, when you then, just, that's like when you, when you, when you catch your man cheating and your man is just like, you know, he just comes up with whatever bullshit. Who is that in your phone? Who the fuck is Keisha? You know who Keisha is. You know Keisha. You met Keisha before. Why are you? Why, why are you why, even why, doing why that? Why are we even doing this? No, see, no, you can't. You can't. You can't. You gonna ask me about every? That, you met Keisha, my cousin, before. No, with the you know the light skinned girl with the big ass. No, no. I mean, my cousin I mean, don't have a big I mean, ass. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I'm saying, though. You met Keisha. You know who Keisha is. Quit playing. I love. I love that when they really got to push the issue. Do I got? Do I got to call out her name? Who the fuck is she? You want me to call her right now? Oh man, you met her. That's some Mitch McConnell shit. That's a, that, that's some Mitch McConnell bullshit. And then he turns around and says that it's because there was another bill attached to it. Um, section I don't know section one thirty. All the shit that something to do with Twitter. Yeah, all the shit that they, all the shit that they stuck into other shit over the last four years. Now they now they got a problem. And, and here's the thing: if that's the case, and you know people need the money, and it's not about the money, which you already lied and said it is, vote it through, and deal with the Section One Thirty shit another day. That's what y'all do any other time. The only reason they did, the only reason they even talked about this was because they were facing a government shutdown, which meant. Their shit wasn't gonna get taken care of, mm-hmm. and wasn't nobody gonna be at payroll to sign off on their checks. As if, as if Mitch McConnell needs a check from the government anymore. Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, made so much fucking money during the pandemic. 
All he needs is blood of youth <laughs> to stop him from decomposing further. Have you seen his hand? That shit ain't working either. Shit. Grayscale. <laughs> got great scale. <laughs> um, I th- and and here's the other part is that not even that it's in direct um, conflict with what the American people want. They've defied Trump, and as of right now, whether we like it or not, Trump is the most popular person in the Republican Party, and there's a there is a significant amount of votership. That still believes in him and that still follows what he says. And being seen uh turning your back on Emperor Palpatine is not really what the Sith Lords want right now. Ultimate power. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, let the hate flow. He sounds like a sexual predator for real. <laughs> Y'all never got that about Palpatine, man. He just he just sounds like he drives around a mirrorless, uh, a windowless black van. I'm convinced he was he he was watching Anakin Skywalker, um, uh, shirtless mowing the grass. Anakin, would you like to step into my van for yep. some ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> you know who he is? He's that dude. He's that old dude on Family Guy that has a crush on Chris. It's chocolate, your favorite. Bring your ass back over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I and so did Palpatine had to report himself to the Senate, like. <laughs> If you pull up an app oh, shit. of sexual predators, is there like just a, a random X floating somewhere did, around the Senate in did, there? He had to stay he had to stay um outside he had to stay outside of like three hundred feet of Podme. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I I think they did. I think yeah. that's what happened. That, and that's you know what? That's why he did what he did. Anakin got of age and he didn't know what the fuck to do with himself. Um They heard Palpatine was trying to buy the Death Star. <laughs> All right, my jokes are getting worse, y'all. <laughs> um, so, um, I, I guess my thing in in him defying Trump only makes it harder on the party because the party because the the votership is not going to reward the party well, and that's really trash. Um, a trash move of theirs this close to a fucking runoff election that's going to decide. Who controls the Senate? Yeah. They need this. I mean, we, I, everybody needs we, this. We need this. this. We need this. But um, this is a crucial election. And it's a crucial election to blow. And the party's not going to reward them well um, for the next two years until midterms at least. Yeah. And they don't have, and they don't have any prospects um, to keep Trump out of the out of the front runner spot until then, nobody honestly neither do the Democrats. But that's another story. Um, I, I, it's just it's an odd move. But uh, shout out to shout out to my boy David Braff. Um, he he said it best. I think he was like, "Fuck them." Uh, then go ahead and let them blow. Let the, go ahead. Don't give us the two thousand. Uh. Fuck off your chances in Georgia. Yep. Let us take control of the Senate. We will walk over your bodies and take the 2,000. Yeah. That's how I feel. It can happen. It can happen. It can definitely happen. Um, 
<clears throat> I am still spending that six hundo. Y'all stop acting too good for the six hundo. It's some of y'all really y'all really going y'all really y'all really showing out over six hundred dollars. Stop that. I mean, I'm gonna take it. Ain't nobody too good to just pass on six hundo. If if any of you are curious about what about what cap is, the the Urban Dictionary term for cap, there was a tweet where someone said, "I'd rather have the six hundred than the two thousand. It'll just make me hustle harder for two thousand. If that's the case, that you is- would also gladly accept zero instead of six hundred. <laughs> Because then you got to hustle your ass off. <laughs> that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the urban definition, is the urban dictionary definition of cap. That Whoever said that, what was his name? Jonathan. Jonathan was cap. That wasn't his real name. No, of course not. He, he, but he was cap. We can call him, we can call him uh, Cap Stone. Cap, motherfucking Captain America. Anyway. No. Nah. No, we didn't call him Captain America. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Evans. Don't come beat my ass. <laughs> Um, uh, send your racist stories, your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself and D. Randall, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. And don't, and also make sure you visit the new and improved opinionswildblack.com. Let's go! Your one stop shop to learn more about uh, the least sober team in podcasting, um, uh, updates on merch uh just any way to get in touch with us and any way to listen to houston's most savage podcast that's opinionswhileblack.com we will return with your listener letters and the top three stfus again you are listening to houston's most savage podcast pour up And we are back. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated, and we are feeling pretty good, actually. I'm sitting uh, here singing Luther Vandross. Shit. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. God damn. <laughs> okay. That bottom. That bottom. That bottom of the drink is uh, hitting. Ugh. I see it. I see it. Um, it is time for your listener letters. Let's go. Um, just got a couple today. Uh, used them all up last week. It's true. <laughs> Keith Cooper asked, "What are your thoughts on Cobra Kai and how many seasons can they squeeze out before it goes bad?" Okay. Um. Uh, Keith Cooper is from Blurdish. Is it Blurdish podcast? Yeah, Blurdish. So shout out to y'all. Um, Cobra Kai, I got through season three in a day. Like I, I think I blew through season three on Friday. Uh, have you watched Cobra Kai at all? I have not. Okay. I know what it's about, but I have not watched it. Cool. 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 All right. Thoughts on Cobra Kai. Season three was hard. Season three was not quite. Well, no, I, maybe I say it was on par as hard as season two, because for me, hard in a good way. It, oh, in a good way. Okay. Um. Uh. Because they re- they really do give a fuck about 
<laughs> three movies of Karate Kid mythology, um, which is the strangest thing to be able to say that Karate Kid has real mythos. But um, they definitely, my, my favorite was always Karate Kid Part 2. And this one definitely goes into um, what happened to those characters uh, after mm-hmm. the events of Karate Kid Part 2. <laughs> so is Daniel Son really the bad guy? No, da- no, Daniel, Daniel's not the bad guy. And, and, and what, but, and I think this is one thing that they kind of backed off on a little bit um, in some parts that they really leaned into in the second season, which is how ridiculous it is that Daniel and Johnny Lawrence are still at this shit 30 years 30 later. Years later. Um, now, his wife, now Daniel's wife is always on his ass about this shit. He, he She repeatedly calls this man a, a little man boy. Calls Daniel a man boy? To his fucking face. Damn. Well, as it concerns the Cobra Kai shit. No. I mean, you know, right. Now, she, she has definitely stood by him, and she definitely is a good wife. But she's also real with him. Because they still bringing up old shit? Because they still bringing up old shit. Mm. And like they, like there's a whole scene where they're where they're in the car doing a stakeout, uh uh looking for one of these Cobra Kai kids. Um and he's got and and um they're on she's on speakerphone and she doesn't know Johnny's in the car and he's like, Yeah, we told him went to prison and punched the guy in the and punched the guy in the face for information. She's like, What the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> Don't Daniel have a job now? Daniel Daniel is a hot to do owner of like the biggest the biggest car dealership in California. Damn, I was disappointed. I thought you were gonna see a car wash. No, he runs the biggest car dealership in, in like the state and he's got billboards everywhere and they they totally make fun of the fact that he was a he was a karate champ two years in a row and like he he does the the karate chop. We chopped the prices in half and all that shit. Oh, that's terrible. It, it, it's horrible. Mr. Miyagi did die for that. <laughs> <laughs> and is filthy, stinking rich off of all this, and they have a wonderful life. And he is just you see early on in season one that he is just really bothered uh, by Johnny Lawrence's whole existence. And thinks that this man can't change from kind of just being sort of a douchebag in high school. And Damn. and like you see that even though that whole rivalry consumed Johnny completely to the point where he is barely just kind of destitute and lucky he's not living in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. It has also consumed Daniel in a way that is not cool. Um, and I thought they were going to lean a little more into that, but the rivalry between the kids, the Cobra Kai and the Miyagi people, those kids, that shit just got super intense. As a matter of fact, mm. we, we got some new Cobra Kai kids to, to out badass the original Cobra Kai kids. So is the Miyagi kids, the Miyagi crew is clicked up too. Daniel in season two started Miyagi Do. That's some petty shit. So those I don't kids even, I don't even could, know what's happening. I just I just feel like that's petty. He started Miyagi Do so they could defend themselves from the Cobra Kai kids. Okay. So his daughter could defend herself uh from these kids that are really kind of douchebags and dickheads. All right. And season three was 
I'm so if this is man spoilers, just go ahead and fast forward like two or three minutes. Daniel went to Japan uh, to work out a deal for his car dealership and runs into the cute Japanese girl from Karate Kid Part Two. Same one. Same one. Same actress. Yeah, she looks pretty good. And um, you know she's she's had kind of a normal life. I love that people that from the old shit come back to this and they hear about everything that's happening is like y'all still talking about that shit. Because <laughs> the big because the big one for me was that Elizabeth Shoe came back at the end of the season. It was just in town for Christmas. Yeah, I saw something about that. First of all, let me tell you something. As an '80s baby. Who grew up with Elizabeth Shue? Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue could still get the buns. Fuck the bullshit. She still get that OnlyFans subscriber. <laughs> she can get the free promo code for OnlyFans. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Shue came back and heard that they were that that Johnny and Daniel still didn't fuck with each other the long way. It was like, are y'all are y'all serious? Are y'all, are y'all fucking minds? Only for Daniel's wife to go, yes. Yes, they fucking are. <laughs> Please come get these motherfuckers. That's tragic. <laughs> and so what do I think about this? I think that this show is doing a is doing a pretty damn good job, despite my couple of reservations, still doing a pretty good job of leaning into everything that made people like this show in the first place, which is the fact that it is batshit crazy and that these kids are just are the karate kid, all these kids are just on site at all times. All times on site. These motherfuckers, last last season, these motherfuckers had an all-out karate battle in all through the high school to the point where a kid like got paralyzed. This time, and this for me, this is the big tragedy of black uh, for a black kid. They showed up at the they showed up at this kid's house. Ran in this kid's house like they were like they were gonna rob him and start an all out fucking karate battle in his house. Black kid? No, it was it was it was, uh, it was Daniel's house actually. Okay, because I was gonna say, but they, as I gonna come to the hood with that. Shit. Oh no, 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 no. There's only like two black kids on the show. Oh, they wrote one of them off. They wrote the fat black girl off because they said they didn't have anything for her character to do. Um, she was the hardest one actually. What part of California are they in? Um. I always forget. It doesn't I, matter. Uh, West Valley. Okay. Um, I, all I know is uh, Reseda is definitely the poor part where Daniel came from. I was like, y'all not going to run up in Crenshaw and Slauson. Ew. Ew. Don't none of this shit happen over there. <laughs> and my thing is, as a black kid, when you knew some people outside in your neighborhood didn't fuck with you, you either ran home or you ran to a homeboy's house. Yeah. And they couldn't fuck with you. Cause what you go? Cause the parents go walk out, walk outside, beat your ass. They don't have any of that protection here. Or if you from Sunnyside, oh no, oh no, you run to your homeboy's house. Now what, my nigga? Exactly. <laughs> they don't have any of that protection on this show. Like <laughs> it's just on site anywhere they're at. I don't know how the cops haven't gotten involved. Oh, that's a stupid answer. I know how the cops got involved. Uh, all that to say, I think Cobra Kai is good. I think we get two more seasons out of it. Interesting. I think we get two more seasons out of it because we still got to do the toxic waste dumper villain guy from from part three. Uh, we could probably get 
two good seasons out of him because he still looks like a douchebag. Mm. Um, I was a fan of it. Um, they had me when I when I saw clearly that Elizabeth she was going to show up. Uh, she's still she's still cute with nice titties. Um, I think she was in the boys. I, I yes. Now, now I have to watch the boys. Oh, you haven't watched the boys? Yeah. I got. I didn't get past like the first two episodes. Um. I did watch. Um. Oh well. No, I will review that next week. Um. Tales to Enrage wants to know, other than some fucking common sense and universal health care, uh, what outside cultural feature would you like to see America adopt from abroad? Read that back. Other than some fucking common sense and universal health care, what outside cultural feature would you like to see America adopt from abroad? I mean, that's really what it does now. Like, okay, oh, he probably means something of substance, something yeah, of value, yeah. maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah. not so like, like, not like fucking, uh, uh, not like fucking Coca Cola. Yeah, because Americans like take everything else, right? And and wow, um, something of worth. And he took universal health care off the board. Um, COVID stimulus for me. There, there are countries like Canada that pay like a monthly COVID stimulus. It's like fifteen hundred dollars. Uh wow. Um, damn, he. I'm, I'm mad that he. he, he That's took, a real one. He took. He took the like the obvious first answer right off the board uh, with the healthcare joint. Um, limited terms in office for everybody, hey. regardless of regardless of what what your station is. All the way up to the Supreme Court, like nobody, nobody should be in the position for life. Hell no, because shit changes, and there should be, there should be, there should be the number of term limits. Like whatever that term, whatever that year amount is, you only get to serve two terms, and then you got to bounce, and somebody else got to come in. I, because the 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 way incumbency works in America is like seventy percent of the problem. Yeah. Also, age limits. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, a 70 year old white man doesn't know what I'm going. Through. A 78 year old white man should not be running for a potential eight years in the highest office in the land. Uh, and I and I say that, and I voted for him. We um, all did. I mean, we do. Yeah. We, we have to stop feeling bad about that. We yeah. do. What we had to do. But then you got the Mitch McConnells of the world who are like, you know, give me some new racism. I, I don't. I don't like. <laughs> The the 1930s and 40s racism that Mitch McConnell is still pulling out, like you, you need a new move, bro. This needs a system up. Yeah, give somebody give somebody with a Proud Boys haircut a chance. Nobody to, nobody who knows when Matt when the Matlock Marathon is on uh, should be should be governing the country or should be governing racism. My father my father feels triggered now. <laughs> He's literally probably watching Matlock right now. Oh man. Matlock had, Matlock had, now I will say this, Matlock kept employing black friends. But I will also not trust my father to make any decisions for my well-being or the well-being of most. I mean, that's true. And and and, and I think that's a definite, um, I think if we're going to, it's not so much adopting what another um, country does, but. We definitely need to look, start looking at the electoral college the way other countries look at the electoral college. Yeah. Because other countries look at the electoral college and they want to know what the fuck is wrong with us. 
Yeah, I would start off by not adopting anything from Britain. That's what's got us fucked up now. So we got to give them the metric system back? Shit, we never took it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, Britain still Britain still uses the English system. Every other country in Europe uses the metric system. That shit just never quite curled all the way with us. Yeah, I've uh, never understood why. It's all good. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that. Uh, but that's how we feel about science and math. Just about yeah. If you want to know how, if you really want to understand how America feels about science and math, look at how we treat the metric system. Made perfect sense, and we just said, "Nah, we already made. We already made all these rulers. So fuck y'all." Yeah, we, we, you know, just along with the with the British, just rejected all this shit that made common sense, and just yeah. said, eh, "You know, they 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 were taking too much time, like committing multiple genocides at a time across the Western landscape." So. We were trying too hard to. There was a time we had to admit there was a time we were trying too hard to agree with the British in terms of uh, worldview and politics because. Um, there was definitely a time where um, what's it called? Uh, the UK was run by one of the Dementors from Harry Potter. Yeah. And no, I'm not talking about Boris Johnson. We gotta go back a couple of Damn. generations, but Boris Johnson is definitely a fucking lunatic. And it seems like when you really look at their government, it seems like they only keep in, in passing it down from lunatic to lunatic. Again, where do you think we get it from? Because the 80s, because definitely the 80s going into the 90s, that shit was run by a fucking, uh, by one of Voldemort's Death Eaters. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think we were trying too hard to mimic the British, and the British didn't know what the fuck they were doing either. And we need, we need to start really looking at um, looking at the Electoral College like everybody else does. Like that shit is psychotic. It, yeah, it's antiquated and it's yeah, it's I, not doing I, I, anybody any favors. I've said enough about that yeah. shit. It's just fucking. It's stupid. true. It's not doing anyone any favors. Uh, thank you guys for your questions. Opinionswhileblackgmail.com is where you need to be um, for any listener letters, for any questions. Um, you can also go to opinionswhileblack.com. <laughs> And find our social media outlets and get in touch with us there. Be sure to be following us on social media. We're going to start doing more uh, live tweets. Um, I live tweet Catfish on Tuesday nights. Um, and as more black stuff comes about, uh, I'm going to start figuring out like a like a, like a nigga piece theater kind of thing so we can uh, live tweet those. I still haven't watched Ma Rainey. Uh, um, I did watch Sylvie's Love. I also watched it this week. I watched it before I came here. That was that was actually very nice. Yeah, I, I really like that was very sweet. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I'm never gonna pass up an opportunity to watch Tessa Thompson and Asian Naomi King in um, bikinis. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. It was definitely a special part of that yeah. uh, movie. Um, yeah, really good. Um, and I know some of y'all tried to tried to get me to watch it. Uh, Bridgerton, I I got to get out another shot. That didn't that didn't do it for me. The first that's time. that's the 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 Shondaland the Shond- joint. Yeah, it, with, it, Pride it is called Pride and Prejudice and fucking. It's that's what it is. It's a bunch it, of white people in another period piece, right? Yeah, no, I'm good. but there are, and and there are black people that are like equally important. I'm good. Pride and Prejudice and fucking. That's all it is. I'm good. 
Um, I try. I watched the first episode, man. I I couldn't quite. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it didn't do it for me. I don't know. I'm over period pieces. Um, I watched the first season of The Expanse this weekend. Ooh, finally. Ooh, I actually i I'm actually sold on it. I was Expanse is terrific. Yeah, Expanse is terrific. I I I'm overdue for a rewatch because I stopped at like season two. Hmm. Um, but I'm overdue for a rewatch. I definitely want to reread those books. Uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about, the books. Expanse, <laughs> <laughs> the Expanse on Amazon is on available on Amazon Prime. Yep. Um, it formerly formerly was on the Sci-Fi Channel, based off of a series of books, also called The Expanse, by James Corey. If you're cu- uh, curious about that, um, wonderful series, wonderful use. Of, I, if I took Thomas Jane seriously again. Yeah. Uh Thomas Jane is an underrated actor. Um let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I I think he's I think he's done some some credible a couple of credible things. Punisher? I I think he was a better Punisher than that script deserved. Yeah, I agree. That was a terrible script. And there was too much John Travolta. Just I don't know what John Travolta's doing anymore. Um Staying alive, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Sir. <laughs> I'm going way downhill. <laughs> and now it's time for the top three STFUs. <laughs> Who are the top three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Honorable mention, me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Goddamn. Number three is Will I Am. <sighs> are we talking musically? <laughs> uh, well, or. Well, that's always going to be okay. That, that's forever. <laughs> um, Will I am wants us to know that he's sad. Aww. That he's sad because um, the Black Eyed Peas are not considered a black music group. Is that's, he sad about the black part or the music part, <laughs> or is he sad about the fact that the only person to blame for them not being a black music group is him? <laughs> Did nobody tell you to fire that girl and bring Fergie in? Mm. That girl and and that girl don't give and that girl that y'all fired don't give a fuck either. Is, is y'all got to eat that L? Is this based on um like just black people not listening to their music, or does it matter? I'm just saying I, I don't know what what he's if if he's mad about not being considered a black music group. It's yeah niggas ain't rocking your shit because your shit don't slap because your shit ain't went hard in years, <laughs> years, years. The literally the last. Good Black Eyed Peas song I ever heard from the Black Eyed Peas was on You Got Served. Mm. I said it. I can't even take it there. I was just going to be like, first album. As soon as people saw Fergie, they were like, oh. Oh, okay. As soon as they saw Fergie, and as soon as they debuted Fergie while on tour with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. That was that was the end of the, that was the beginning of the end. Fun fact. We performed on the same show, the very first show that Fergie performed with them, on that on that tour with Justin Timberlake. Oh shit! Um, Talk your shit. Interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, it was in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Uh, we we did two shows in three nights, and it was it was crazy because we did six shows total with the Black Eyed Peas on this on this this mini tour. Gotcha. And we were we were co headlining, so every other night. We were alternating headlining with Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Um, 
on the first night of the of the sh- the Buffalo shows, uh, we go backstage, and there's some little white chick back there stretching out or whatever. We you know we just think like she's like the stage manager, somebody like that. You know, we're getting ready to to, to do our thing. And we're like, oh hey, what's up? She's like, hey, my name is uh my name is Fergie. We're like, all right, cool, bet. What uh, what what what, what you do here? She's like, oh, I'm with the Black Eyed Peas. Oh shit! Oh, 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 okay. That's got to be awkward. What do you? What do you do? She's like, I I sing. I'm I'm kind of nervous. You know, this is my first show with him. Whatever. You know. Meanwhile, she's like on the floor stretching and doing splits and shit. <laughs> and we're like, okay, well. Do your thing. Seeing somebody doing doing splits and doing stretches for a black eyed peas show is nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know, on that night, and uh, up until then, we were alternating nights. And on that night, we went we went first, and then they closed the show. And I remember on that on that first night, we got a much better reaction than they did because when a lot of people saw Fergie out there, mind you, nobody knew who she was. They didn't know why she was out there. A lot of people were just kind of watching the show, like, okay, this is different. There was a day off the next day. Yeah. That was the day that Justin Timberlake was in town. They went and they performed because of that Where is the Love song, or whatever. Yeah. They did that song and they went and performed with Justin Timberlake that night. And then the third night was the second night of our of our stint there. And the promoter was like, yeah, so uh, they just performed with Justin Timberlake. So we're going to let them headline the rest of the tour. Oh, shit. And from that point on. Like we were here, I know y'all can't see it. We were both like here, neck and neck, neck and neck. By the end of that year, they went the Grammys, and we. Wow, were, I, was, I was back at work. Will um, I am because they Black had the stopping the money. Yeah, Not, I mean they didn't stop the money. The Our white, money stayed the same. The white woman, <laughs> the white woman was trying to stop the money. Our money stayed the same. Okay. Theirs definitely okay. escalated. Oh, they man. they were in a Grammy bracket at that point. Oh man, um, go to white. Yeah, woman. that was a that was. That was told tough. y'all about these white women. That was tough. Oh hey, man, I all mean, that and all that really earns is will I am an we, extra. We thought about getting a white woman, but <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out. We couldn't find one with them bars like that. Chaotic with a white woman is we crazy. Spit, we would have spit them bars. <laughs> all that to say, will I that oh, that in that story, which is this has been another episode of. Uh, D. Randall's True Hollywood Stories. Um, All of that has earned Will I Am an extra strength family family pack size. Shut the fuck up! With your chest. Shut the fuck up! Uh, Don't you love that? I love that. I like that one. So good. Um, Number two is Diddy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We're going all. We're going after all the little all the little coon rappers now. Uh, Diddy posted some shit on his Instagram that bothered the fuck out of me. That said, if you if you didn't get your hustle up this if you didn't get your hustle up in 2020, that means you ain't got no hustle in you or some bullshit. Um, first of all, we really have to stop listening to rich people um talk about what poor people do. Right. First and foremost, we have to stop that. Um. Second, we have to we have to stop listening to Diddy about anything until he pays one twelve Mace or Faith Evans 
any of what he owes them. Total. Yeah, I said it. Total. Total. All them. Pretty sure he had Keisha Cole on contract at one point. New edition. You got think he got a contract with them. Give Al be sure his son back. Um, we don't want to hear from rich people in 2021 about what poor people do. We especially don't. since a lot of poor people had to step up their hustle because a lot of people lost their jobs. And especially when what you consider a hustle is walking over and conning people to get to where you are uh, that you have not acknowledged. So um, we don't want to hear from you. We don't, we don't want to hear from you unless you are doing something to contribute. And so far, Diddy is only contributing things that center him. That that ultimately centered him. He wanted to be he wanted to be the 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 George Soros of the our black people party or whatever the fuck that was he came up with after Ice Cube put his bullshit out. You mean him providing bottles of Ciroc for the versus battles? <laughs> Shit. Oh, uh, it's not worthwhile hustling. It's not worthwhile hustling. I don't want to hear shit from Mister Voter Die. We don't want to hear anything from you, Diddy, and. Um, really just, you know, well, I'm not going to make Cassie jokes cause I'm glad Cassie got out of there yeah. and she seems to be happy with that. Whoever that is. Um, all that to say, did he mind your business and shut, shut the, fuck the fuck up? up? And the number one person that needs to shut the fuck up. And I'm only saying, and I'm, I call him clubhouse guy. I had, I literally have him written down as clubhouse guy. Because I don't know his fucking name. Clubhouse guy had a beef with had a beef going with 21 Savage because 21 Savage got it. Apparently he was trying to lead a conversation in a room about something. It doesn't matter what. And we're, we're talking about the Clubhouse app, right? We're talking about the Clubhouse app, the latest in get on technology. Uh, for influencer, for fake influencers and celebrities and people that want desperately to suck the penises of fake influencers and celebrities. Um, he had a problem with 21 Savage taking up some of the attention because 21 Savage is a big fan of Clubhouse. And apparently he had some, he had some real shit to say to 21 Savage about quote unquote stealing his show. Clubhouse is not, it's it's a conference call. It's, it's a free app. It's a free app. It's a conference call. Wait, just hold on. Here we go. You a real fucking bitch. You came in my room and stole it because you know we popping. You a real bitch ass nigga. I was trying to put, hey, one mic, hold up, one mic, man. I was trying to put you on and put you on my show. I was trying to put you on and put you on my show. But really, you a real whole ass nigga. So look. Look, I'm gonna tell you what your fans got to say. Hey, on three, everybody say fuck 217. One, two, three. Nigga, fuck you, bitch ass nigga. First of all, only, first of all, only two people responded. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. They sounded confused. And they sound like they didn't know what the fuck was you have you know, a conference call. You have a conference call. You have a conference call. Um, you know what you can do in Clubhouse when shit like that happens? What is that? 
you can go and start another room. You can start another room. You can dip out of that one and say, I'm going to start another room. Anybody wants to keep talking about what we're talking about can come. Also, there is a dude threatening violence and calling someone a bitch over a over an app. Like you you really tough talking through Clubhouse. And 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 the other problem with the fact that he's tough talking so hard on Clubhouse is that you it's the same shit we say about that people seem to say about gangs or whatever. You really going hard claiming ownership over some shit on an app app that you don't own, that you don't have any stake in. And you just out here beating your chest, clout chasing, because you want to be seen starting some shit with 21 Savage, who has never struck me as the nigga who gives a fuck about any of that, what you're talking about. I'm saying you arguing over Grapevine TV, the musical. That's that's what you're arguing over. My problem with uh, the Clubhouse thing, and this is this is ultimately part of my problem with Clubhouse, is that anything, anything, when we do shit like this, we're doing the app more of a favor than it's doing anybody's brand. We don't own none of this shit. We don't have any stock or stake in this shit. As far as I know, it I, maybe it's a private company. There's, it's not doing enough for the culture, and it's going to be another one of these things where we're back to complaining about um, black Twitter and how and how black people make Twitter popping, and we don't see enough return on that. Y'all are do y'all are just going to another app and doing the same shit to Clubhouse, right? And we're going to be back complaining in six months about how Clubhouse doesn't properly uh, credit or uh, reward black people for making it popping. So, what, so you look like a fucking clown. So what black people need to do then is they need to develop a social media app, um, sell shares, make it publicly owned so that black people can own it. And then you can complain about them fucking up our shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, I hate to sound like LLC Twitter. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you, if that's the one thing about LLC Twitter that they kind of get right is that if you complain about the problem, create a solution for it. Create a solution. Or shut the fuck up. On some shit you on some shit you actually own. Take your six hundred dollars <laughs> and completely fund the development and implementation and distribution of an app. Of an app, <laughs> you can do it according to LOC Twitter. I'm just, <laughs> now one fifty that is going to an LOC. Actually, it's three fifty. It's like three fifty. Um, all that to say, Clubhouse guy, and then and and, and, and here's what got me was that he goes well. Everybody say everybody say fuck twenty one savage on on three. Look, if you had if if it was some niggas ready to say fuck twenty one, you they weren't fans. And he's talking about this is what your fans think of you. They weren't fans to begin that with. That is correct. You just got a couple of you just got a couple of niggas saying what it sounds like they're supposed to be saying at the moment. Um, and this is and this is the problem I have with 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 Clubhouse is that when people are talking, they don't get that chance to edit themselves. Mm-hmm. I have said some shit in a comment or a reply 
and looked at it before I hit send and was like, nah, B. <laughs> Everybody's had that moment where they where they where they had like three pages worth of shit to reply to somebody about. And then they looked at it and was like, nah, I can't do that. Can't do that. And mark that shit down to thoughts. Or, or, <laughs> and, and, and mark that or mark that shit down to like two sentences. You don't get to do that on Clubhouse. You just saying whatever the fuck you think in the moment. And whatever the fuck you think in the moment, honestly, half the time is stupid. Yeah. And I don't like the idea of people talking more and thinking less. I've been in a few Clubhouse rooms before and a lot of it is just it's talking and not listening and you're just there to slob whoever is headed up the the one that that to me that was really kind of just real stupid was um my production partners and i hopped into a room it was it was it was it was i can't remember the exact title of it but it had something to do with ava duvernay and like a study of her her film methods or something like that oh shit what it really was, and we know this because the creators of the of the room actually admitted to it, it was really a, a, a setup to get Ava to come into the room. So they're like, "Well, we we, we have a confession, Ava. Uh, we really set this up because we wanted to we wanted to um, you know get you to come into the room so that we can give you your flowers while you're here." That's suspicious. Yes, it is. And they sat there and, and, and immediately That's weird. This is how I know Ava DuVernay is a professional, because as soon as they said that, she said, OK, just keep in mind, y'all. I have to be off here in 20 minutes because I got another thing at whatever arbitrary time right. she said. So right. she already she already knew. Like, okay, she yeah. knew she was just going to dip in and dip yeah. out. And for the next 20 minutes, these people prayed over Ava DuVernay. People gave. Flowers and, and and it was Jesus it was supposed to be Christ. you know Ava was like you know if you guys want to ask me questions about my film method or my filmography I'm I'm fine I, you know I'll, I'll take some time to do that and it was just people slobbing at the knob like corn on the cob. This is every networking event that I've ever yes. tried to avoid in my lifetime. Like anybody who knows me knows I hate networking. I hate I I I, I hate these social events where everybody just shows up to suck each other's dicks. Yes. In, in hope that they'll be able to that they'll be able to work with them and get in and get on somewhere. I call it nut working. That's nut working. Yeah, nut working. We're gonna make that the title. That's the title. That's the title. Um, no hyphen because I feel like Facebook will catch on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just feel like the whole get on culture has become too much. And anytime the celebrities get a hold of something is when I am very suspicious of that thing. Um, the influencers and the, and the celebrities have gotten their hands on it too fast. And the culture vultures are there. And that's how you get weird bullshit. Like, uh, like, like new Jack city, the musical room. And, Lakeith Stanfield making sex noises for three hundred dollars. I, I actually, I actually tripped into the New Jack City, the musical room. I think it was last night. Yeah, it was actually kind of funny. Okay, so it was lit. It was actually funny because what they're doing is they're making fun of, they're making fun of other audition. Ah, so it's like Roy Wood, the comedian, and Robin Robin Thede. Okay, and, yeah. and it was actually funny because people would call in. 
and they would they would audition. It was fake. There were fake auditions, obviously. I'll go with that for, for different Willow. roles in in New Jack City. Someone auditioned for the role of crack. <laughs> oh shit! Um, <laughs> you know, someone someone Roy Wood told someone um, for their audition they needed to um, sing Wesley Snipes' part from court as no. a as a as a gospel run. No, uh, it was it was actually it was it was kind of long, but it was funny. But the, to cap it off, Robin Thede concluded it by saying, "Hey guys, just got off the phone uh, with none other than Wesley Snipes. He has agreed to do the taxes for this, <laughs> for this production. He gonna be the tax accountant. Yeah, so we're all we're all good to go. It was actually kind of funny because they were they were making fun of that shit. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm with it. I, I can the shit yeah. like that. Okay, I can get with it. Yeah. Being, but then, you know, it's just crazy. And then you hear shit like, I've been hearing about this for a, a week now, about Lakeith Stanfield uh, moaning. I've heard of these moan making, rooms. Making sex moans for $300. I've heard of these moan rooms, and I'm not interested. I listened to part of, like, somebody played it on YouTube, and I love how they were talking to him. They were they were talking to him like like assholes at the strip club, talking about take it off. They are like, all right, Lakeith, we don't want to hear no fuck shit now. <laughs> like it, like you at the like you at the strip club talking about all right we want to see some fucking titties <laughs> yeah I I'm good I'm good bro like and I'm I might show up every now and then to listen but as far as me trying to have a platform on Clubhouse that's a that's a negative that's negative Ghost Rider I'm I'm fine no thank you um I'm I'm good on get on culture. Those are the people that I try to avoid in life. Um, those are the people I tried to avoid in journalism school. Those are the people I've tried to avoid everywhere. I just, I'm fine. All, really, all of them. Shut the fuck up! D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We have, and it sounds real nice and crisp. Doesn't it sound so good? It sounds good. Just so y'all know, I I, I brought my, I brought my, my, uh, like, Brand new state of the art, like little soundboard. And now I'll be moving on. <laughs> to, you upgrading? You know, I'm I'm, um, I'm going where I'm needed now. <laughs> Don't let this nigga fool you. He ain't missing that bag. Hey, this nigga had bag. This nigga has sag people calling him. Yeah, I he mean, ain't missing that shit. We'll be all right. Um, wow, man. Um, thank y'all for spending another. Another two hours with us, uh, completely going off the rails as usual. Um, I really, I, I'm really looking forward to what we have in store. I'm, I, I might do this again. I might, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rearrange the, the sound effects a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do this again periodically yeah. and show up with the soundboard. Yeah, uh, I gotta get my practice in as well. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I, 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 I trained, I trained to do this. I, I'm. I went to school to do this, so uh, might as well get my practice in. Mm. Um, Team Oz, um, Opinions While Black Family, thank you very much. Um, it means it means something to us every time you guys listen and respond and uh, express how much you are enjoying Opinions While Black. Do not keep this show a secret. Tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, post it on your social media. I mean, y'all y'all do pretty good about this shit. Be a y'all, front runner. Be a front runner. Mm-hmm. Be a front runner. Be the be the person that's in on the ground floor. 
be the person that when this shit jumps, it's like I told y'all. Because when Derek Jackson starts that that clubhouse room, <laughs> on you know, you know, opinions while black niggas ain't shit. You'll understand that nigga gonna do a <laughs> no, that nigga not that nigga gonna do a moan room. That nigga gonna be that nigga gonna be making sex noises in his car for three hundred. That's what I say. You can hear his, his engine idling in the background. <laughs> Bro, turn off your turn signal, man. I can still hear that shit. Security guard gonna be tapping on tapping on the window. Hey, bro, you can't stay here no more. <laughs> Either that or it's three hundred or it's another hundred dollars for the hour. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. This is like this. This is really demarcating the first half of uh, year three. Mm. Okay, and I've lost count. I, <laughs> we, we, I was just saying, we just spent five years in twenty twenty. Yeah. So, um, but we're definitely gonna we're we're getting we're we're getting us together and we're forming something in the midst of this new normal and. Uh, Hopefully, this is something that you guys are interested in that that keeps you here, um, and we're definitely going to do what we can to uh, reward the opinions while black family in the community for sticking with us and helping us to grow. Um, hopefully, this is just the beginning. Um, so we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then. This has been episode 121 mm-hmm. of Opinions while Black. I have been Oz. And for now, I'm still D. Randall. And as always, forever, in parting, titties. Titties!